Welcome to the Questions for the Sages podcast. I'm Michael Scherer. Today I spoke with Cassidy, whom I met sitting in the back of the temple room. He's a young man exploring the world, and we had a nice talk. You can hear the Questions for the Sages podcast on questionsforthesages.com, the Questions for the Sages Facebook page, iTunes, and on YouTube. Thanks to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland, for making this podcast possible. Welcome to Questions for the Sages, a podcast from the Washington, D.C. area. I'm Michael Scherer, and today I'm talking with Cassidy, who uh, I met in the temple room uh, earlier today. Hi, Cassidy. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So, uh, what brings you here? Uh, I decided to come here instead of going to my local Christian church in the Oh, area. yeah? Mm-hmm. What, and what's your local Christian church? Uh, the Cornerstone Chapel. Uh-huh. W- what is that like? It's a lot bigger. There's a lot more people. There's multiple services. Here, mm-hmm. there's only like one main service that I've... And what kind of service is it? What, what, what happens? Bible in study. It's the Bible study. We go through... Start from the beginning. Every week, we just go through different chapters of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so... Where are you? I'm not sure. I haven't been for a couple weeks. Okay. But, um... I did definitely enjoy it, but I just enjoy my time here more. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I feel more connected here, and I feel more accepted and welcome here. Uh-huh. And they serve food here, which is nice. How many times have you been here? Oh, this is my second time coming, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is only my second week. Uh-huh. So you are here last week? Um, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I missed the festivals and all of that last week. Oh, Janmashtami was Tuesday? Mm-hmm. I think it was Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they celebrated Prabhupada's birth on Wednesday. Was it his birth or his departure? I think it's birth. It's Vyasa Puja, mm-hmm. which means the day of honoring the guru. And okay. and I think many people here actually have a guru. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? So they honor oh, okay. that person. Interesting. So it's not, it's mm-hmm. less theoretical and more like, this is the day that I honor my, it, it, you know, like we have Father's Day, Mother's Day. There's mm-hmm. a, a day for the guru. Nice. You know. So, uh, what would uh, people at your congregation think of you coming here? They think it's weird. Oh yeah. Yeah, they don't. They don't think it's like the same God. Right. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I believe it's the same God. I believe, you know, if you believe in a monotheistic, like religion, I believe that there's no way to think of any other God than just one. Yeah, I think. Um, Everyone has to sort of deal with this sort of, we, we want to be proprietary. Everyone wants to like corner God and put him in a box right. and then own the lock that goes on that <laughs> box. But, um, you know, I, I, I interviewed a, a, a Sanskrit scholar and I asked him if we were all worshiping the same God and, uh, this was Dr. Graham Schweig, by the way, uh, Garuda Das, and his answer it, it was that it really doesn't matter, right. like because 
there is a personal element of like, well, what inspires you? What, what, what develops love in you? Right. And we're sort of on the theoretical plane still if, if mm-hmm. we're debating over whether this God is the same. Right. It seems a little less, a little more removed from, from immediate experience, mm-hmm. you know? Right. We're all seeking that attraction from what we label as God. So. Yeah. 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 So what is it that you uh, what it, that appeals to you? Uh, just the feeling I get here. I feel a lot happier. Um, just like we get to sing here, like and chant and dance, and I don't know. The singing here is a lot. Well, the chanting just puts me in like a different mindset than singing in my Christian church. Uh huh. So that's one thing. Um, it's nice being able to just talk freely about anything I'd like in the bhakti lounge here. Okay. And just getting along with everybody here. I feel more judged in the Christian church. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like they all have their, like, their God is the right God type of mentality. So therefore, like, their lifestyle is the right lifestyle. And I look a little different than most people. So they think that I'm doing something wrong sometimes. So, um, of course, listeners can't see you. We will have a take a picture at the end. But you have... Um what a red beard and long red hair yeah just the long hair and long beard i guess and that and that sets you apart enough to make you a little bit uncomfortable yeah it makes other people like seem a lot of people compliment me though but just like my family thinks that like i need to like cut my hair and stuff and right. i can see other people judging me all the time so uh-huh it's it's whatever to me but here i don't get that at all i don't have that sort of feeling of right outsiderness uh-huh i feel super welcome here so, I just feel loved here. I feel like everybody loves me here. Really? Mm-hmm. What, when, you, um, when you chant, you say that it sort of puts you in a different state. Just a different, like, it just makes me feel good. It makes me, mm, it's like meditation. It, it is meditation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> people enjoy the feeling when they meditate. That's like, and they enjoy the getting out of your head type of idea and... Mm-hmm. It's just nice to dance. That's why people go to the clubs and dance and stuff. Sure. So we can chant and dance here. And yeah. we feel a lot more wholesome about it, in my opinion, than going and getting drunk and doing drugs and trying to have sex and all of that. Right. We don't do that here. We try and just connect with God, which is are, nice. Are, how, how committed are you to the um, sort of the project of developing your relationship with God? Pretty committed. I mean... Like is this is this important to you? Oh yeah, definitely. Is it is this something that you've um, gotten from your family, or yeah. or or is mm-hmm. it unique to you? It, I I grew up in like a religious, like Christian oriented, um, do what's right type of household. So uh huh. Now I'm just following that, following what feels right, what feels like I'm doing. What are your plans? I don't know. I don't have many plans. Um, I like to travel, of course. I feel like everyone wants to travel. Um, I like visiting temples. I'd like to stay at a temple at some point to see what it's like to live fully devotional with others uh-huh. all day long. How old are you? 21. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, just going home and then having people have to nag me about doing the wrong things, just like not having a job or something like that. Uh-huh. It would be nice to not have to like worry about that and just only focus on worshiping God all day and 
I can like I don't mind doing gardening and you know any sort of volunteer work. Uh huh. Harder to live somewhere. Do you have sort of issues with the job market with the uh, environment of the workplace? Well, I don't like to serve like I'm really into food. Okay. So I'm really into like organic. And then mostly vegan, but definitely vegetarian food. I won't serve anybody meat. It's just wrong to me. Uh-huh. Unless it's, like, my cat. <laughs> right. But um, So, yeah, you'll find a lot of fellow travelers here who uh, share that opinion. Right. So I've been looking for jobs. There's just back where I live, there's not many vegetarian places. So that was kind of hard. But I'm still very passionate about food. So I'm trying to get a job where I can serve vegetarian food. So that was a little bit of an issue. But um, Are you a cook? Yes. Have you, do you have training? I went to culinary school for one semester, but then I was going to have to like cook meat and stuff the next semester. So I Oh, I, there must be vegetarian cooking schools. Yeah, definitely. Definitely there are. I just have to find that. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, being a chef is, is, a, is a, that's a career. I mean, that's um, yeah. a viable path through uh, the American uh, economic system, mm-hmm. more or less. so right now you're not working no I'm still looking for jobs I might start working at a farm next week or something my friend has like an open spot at his farm so oh where at Uh, in Lovitz or in Luckett's Virginia Luckett's Virginia what do they raise Uh, they have like chickens on their farm but it's mostly vegetables uh huh and they have like a cow and a pig and stuff but it's mostly they have like melons in season now and all of that now okay you're 21 so so there, there's some recent American history that you might not be aware of. And, and one is there was a big hippie movement in the 70s. Right. And um, late, late 60s, 70s. And a lot of these people went to live on the farm. They went to go live in a more natural environment. Right. And a lot of them actually looked like you. <laughs> Same hairstyle, everything. Right. And I think for the most part, they found out that life on a farm is really hard. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not the idyllic, happy land that we tend to think it is if we've never worked on a farm. Right. So a lot of people were like, uh, maybe I'll go to the city and get a job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, so this is something that happened. Now, what do you think is going to happen to you? I'm not sure, but I know that. If I follow my passion, I'll find what's right. Are you a, like a city person or a, or a country person? I'm a natural person. So you like a natural environment. Right. You're not so into going downtown and seeing all the neon lights. I mean, I'm into going out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I still like to go out to party. Like I won't be drinking like everybody else, but I like dancing. Like dancing is mm-hmm. great. Um, spending time with my friends and my family, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really like relationships, like making good relationships. Mm-hmm. It's one reason why I like to come here. I feel like I can strengthen my relationship with Krishna while I'm here. Yeah. So. Now, why was it that, um, people at your church are, are somewhat, somewhat more restricted in, in, in their view? Yeah, just closed-minded. I was. So, say. what what is different about you that that you you're all the way here at a Hare Krishna temple? I minored in religious studies. I went to West Virginia University for a year. Okay. And just like I had a really good professor there, 
and he just made me really interested in studying all different types of religions and just noticing that it was all like the same God. We're all looking for the same type of feeling as, uh-huh. as seekers on this earth. So that sort of opened your perspective up a little bit? Right. And then also we went to Holy at the West Virginia Temple. Okay. At the Temple of Gold. Or the Palace of Gold. Palace of Gold, yeah. And so, yeah, that was, that was great. That was like where I learned how to dance, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. When was this? Uh, two years ago. It's, they have it in September, so there's another one. So this is, this is your second week here, but you've sort of come across Hare Krishnas before. Right, right. And what has your impression of the Hare Krishnas been? Um, of the people or yeah, of, uh, of... Of the whole thing. The whole thing? I enjoy it. I like it a lot. It's a great religion. Um, I've studied Buddhism. You know, I've studied Taoism. I'm not saying this is better than that, but there's not any, like... Buddhist temples around I can go to. to I don't think they dance at Buddhist temples either. Right. <laughs> I, 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 don't quote me on that, but I, I don't think they dance. <laughs> so yeah, coming here is just great. They have they have really nice people here. Everyone's always like saying Hare Krishna. It's basically like showing that they love and care about you and stuff. So. Uh-huh. Have you read any of the books? Barely. I've barely started the Bhagavad Gita. What do you think so far? I was like, I'm on like page like six of it. So of what the introduction? No, past the introduction. So it's page... I mean, I've read, I've gone through um, with like study groups as well. I was like with my my hairdresser at one point invited me over to his like family's gathering on Fridays uh-huh. in their house, and we'd like chant and then read from the Bhagavad Gita together and basically talk about it a little bit and have dinner afterwards. Okay, so yeah, you you've you've sort of been. Um, um, you have some idea yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I mm-hmm. didn't know. Uh... Yeah. So. So you've been exposed to basically the philosophy mm-hmm. generally. Right. And that you find appealing. You like it. Yeah. It's all beautiful. Like even the art is, I haven't seen any art like this in the Bible or anything like that. Like, yeah. The only kind of Christian art I can think of is like the last supper, which is not nearly as colorful and, by yeah, the Krishna pictures and all that. And there's also a lot to learn for me because I'm just starting, like looking into the books here and even the art here. There's in the Christian Bible. I feel like I've I've learned like almost everything I need to learn, and like what I've been taught. Like the main thing to learn that I've been taught at my church is just that. You know, if you think that Jesus is like the Son of God, died for our sins, you go to heaven. That's like basically like the main point that we yeah that we focus on. I think in the book of James, there is a, a, a he sort of takes a stance on the controversy over whether you're saved by what you believe or what you do. Right, right. Um, but it sounds like you're from a a branch of Christianity that believes it's what you believe right and there's probably not a lot you can do or that 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 is uh you have the power to influence right yeah i mean yeah you're all sinners so if you sin that's normal that's kind of but that's true yeah right but a lot of people take it as like it doesn't matter what i do you know i can do whatever i want Hmm. as long as i think that jesus is god and die for my sins then I'll go to heaven when I die but are there any advantages to thinking that way 
Uh, not in my opinion. So you don't like you don't like that approach. I mean, no, not if there's no action that like, not if right actions will get you to heaven. I think right actions are what will get you to heaven. Ah, so you come on that come down on that side of the uh, <laughs> the debate. Right. Well, I can see how thinking that you can't do anything to affect your salvation could lead you to not trying. Right. Is that what you've seen? Uh, yeah, definitely. A lot of people think that they're secure, so they can... Ah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And are you threatening their security? I mean, yeah, just like, even just being vegetarian and learning from, like, through the books not to eat meat because it's immoral and stuff like that. People don't think about the moral standard of it. So people are just living less morally compassed when they don't believe that their actions have consequences. Right, right. Especially karmically. Karma's like, there's no karma idea in the Christian religion, or at least through what I'm I'm being taught. Yeah, although, I mean, to say that there's no karma is to say that people don't believe that there's consequences to their actions. Right, no, no, that's that's what I'm saying. People just think that if, like, the only sort of consequence that you can have is the only action you can have is believing that Jesus saved you or not. Yes. So that's like the only sort of... The one that, that's the only thing that matters. Exactly. Huh. Interesting. Right. Now, are there, but there, are there advantages to that? <sighs> like, ignorance, if you think ignorance is a... Advantage. So you, you really don't, agree with your congregation I, I agree that Jesus is a good guy that everyone should follow but I don't agree that the only thing that matters is that he saved our sins I think that we need to get our acts together and do some stuff <laughs> okay. right. we, we need to do some stuff like what? like seek God continuously okay and what does that mean? Be a devotee, like doing devotional service, acting out in the way that you think God would know, like in the way that you think God would appreciate. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't care about that. A lot of people... And then if if you do that, then what happens? You just create a beautiful life. I mean, we're all here just living life together. We don't really know if there's heaven or not, honestly. So when you start living more morally, you just create a more beautiful existence for everybody. So I think that that's what's important. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I, I think you should be just trying to make everything beautiful here. And then I think that'll please God. And therefore we can dance with God in the afterlife. You know, you're a, you're a young man. You're really just starting your, the adventure of, independent life right um what what would you like to see in your life say over the next 10 years like where where would you like to and and basically you have a blank canvas and and it's not always it's not always helpful to have a black blank canvas Mm -hmm. but if you know tell me about your ideal life when you're uh 31 when I'm 31, I, I just want to survive. I'm just trying to... No, that's... I'm sorry. That's not <laughs> going to that's uh, ideal do. For me. 
That's it, just survive, huh? Yeah, for me, that's, that's pretty ideal. It's living life. Just living life. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have any plans? No, no plans. Or what about for your, like, religiously? Or, or is that a sort of a religious yeah, dance? Your is. religious dance is, I'm not making any plans. Right. I have faith in God. See, it, it's funny, that's such a young man's... Uh, philosophy. (laughs) It doesn't, it tends to change as you get older. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I suppose I don't want to intrude upon, you know, the fun of being young. Right. You know, it's like, but I think that at some point, you know, responsibilities and and things will come in. Yeah, they will. Uh, Do you want to have a family? I don't know. I mean, I have, I mean, I feel like I already have a family. Uh, well, okay, but not of your own. Like, do I want to have children? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. You, you are a free spirit. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? What do you have any questions of, like, for the people here? What's going on here? Not really. Just, no questions. No, just watching it unfold. Uh huh. It's nice. I enjoy it, talking with everybody here, talking in the Bhakti Lounge. Have you been to India? No, my friend just was there though. Do you plan to go? I don't, no, not really. I mean, possibly, but I have no like definite plan of going to India. And your friend who went, what was that experience like? It was pretty crazy for him. I mean, not like terrible crazy, but it's just a lot different there than it is here. It's a lot dirtier. Yeah. Um, there's more people. Yeah, a lot more people, a lot less space. Yeah. A lot more pollution. But you know, there are things besides crowdedness and pollution in India, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did he have any fun? Yeah, I, I, don't, I think he did. I, he just got back, so I haven't talked to him much about it yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think he had fun for sure. He like, I mean, he was with like people in hostels and stuff, so that that was definitely a good experience for him. Yeah, they party a lot in hostels and all that, so he had fun that way. You know, something funny happened. I've been to India once, and um, it was a bit peculiar. I had been chanting sixteen rounds a day, okay, and was really sort of on the devotional path. Um, followed all the rules and regulations, chanted 16 rounds a day in it. But when I went to India, I sort of lost it. Yeah, I feel like that's a, like you said, a lot of people there are like, just always like on the move, like trying to like, just get somewhere, like not really thinking too much. No, but I mean, I lost my uh, sadhana. Okay. I, I lost my desire to chant. Okay. So I think, I think maybe what happens is, this is part of what happened to me, but I think there's more to it, that um, I imagined the India of my imagination didn't really correspond to the India that, that's real. Okay. And the shock between my imagination and the reality was sort of, um, I wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it sort of, it was, it was probably about 10 years before I sort of came back 
to the Hare Krishna community here. I actually came to a, a New Year's Eve ceremony and, and loved it. And so I've been coming regularly ever since. But when I went to India, it, it seemed to work in reverse so that my, my sort of spiritual life ended when I went to India rather than began. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why was that? Uh, I, I'm not really sure. I got sick which is to be expected. And when I came out of the sickness, I just couldn't, I, I had the hardest time chanting, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I guess one technical explanation, and, and, and I'm not sure exactly what happened or how, is that I must have offended somebody. Okay. You know, like probably, probably some important spiritual personage who I didn't realize, uh, I must have... Or I, or maybe I insulted the land, or maybe I insulted India. So I feel like I there was a misstep, but I don't know exactly what the misstep was. And at this point, it's been a long time. That was in 1999. I'm not sure that it even matters. What matters is that you know I sort of adjusted and eventually found my way back. Mm-hmm. But it was on different terms. That's for sure. So what made you think that you misstepped? The fact that I lost my desire to chant. Oh, okay. That, like, something... It was like, something's gone wrong here, mm-hmm. and I don't know what exactly. Um, Did you live, like, devotionally other than chanting, or was that just... Something oh, yeah, like... totally, mm-hmm. totally. Um, so, uh, that can happen. You kind of never know what's going to happen. Are you a musician? Yeah, I was just about to say, it's, like, the same as... I don't want to pick up my guitar for like months at a time. Like, oh. I don't really feel like I've misstepped. It just I don't feel like it's like the right time to do it yet. I'm trying to right, like, right. Like you're not in the right mindset. Like maybe you weren't ready to like oh, face yeah. Krishna or something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> do, do you play guitar much? And is that your is that the one instrument? Yeah, yeah, for now. So you're a guitarist. Mm-hmm. Have you hooked up with any bands? Um, just I just jam with my friends. Uh-huh. So, we're kind of starting a band, but okay. we haven't had any gigs or anything. We're just Do you have a name yet? No. No? What kind of music is it? Just jam. Just jam band. Just jam? Yeah, we just jam. Huh. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they um, I think the kirtans are pretty oh, yeah. open to having other instruments. There, There's always a murdunga and a harmonium, mm-hmm. it seems, and kartals, which are the cymbals. Okay. Um... But I've seen other instruments come in, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure there'd be... In the Bhakti other. Lounge, uh, the girl that sings, she just uses a ukulele. Oh, yeah, Kimberly. Kimberly, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I interviewed her for the, uh, for the podcast, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She's a beautiful singer. Oh, yeah, she has a great voice, yes. Uh, in fact, we've recorded some stuff that's on our, our SoundCloud page nice. of her singing, mm-hmm. which, is, which is really nice. So... <laughs> So, uh, your philosophy is very, um, sort of, it, it, uh, it's pretty open. It denies complexity or doesn't really go there, right? Complexity? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about denying complexity. Well, it's very, like, what you said was just living, being happy. It's it, it's a very simple, straightforward notion. How is it complex? 
It's just open to anything. So anything that comes your way. But that's not that's not always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, not you don't have to say yes to everything, but yeah. just being just living in the moment. So I guess we can say that right now you're in a in a learning phase where you're sort of being open to your experiences and your identity is still being set. Yeah, I hope to never in leave a sense. this phase. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess, you know, hopefully you'll be an eternal beginner. Do you think you'll be um, coming back? To the temple? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a car right now, so <laughs> I live like an hour away, so. Uh-huh. It kind of worries me a little bit when, when um, you know, I think a young person without a plan. And I know that there is, um, there's, there is a the, sort of a lovely side to that. But then my, my older side, because I'm almost 50. Okay. And so when I hear that, I'm like, but what about your um, <clears throat> education? What about your <clears throat> employment? What about, you know, uh, social relationships? I was the same way, you know, so I, I, I understand that. And, and I understand also that uh, for me to even say that, I, it, it, it comes across as critical. It comes across as like, you know, son, you're going to have to get your life together. <laughs> but, but, you know, we all, we all go through our thing. Um, what else have you explored? Um... I don't know, like school, I mean... I mean, have you have you explored any other spiritual sort of churches, temples, mosques? Not really. I mean, just books, like a book on Taoism. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I like that one. It's pretty cool. Taoism is a cool religion. Uh-huh. If it's a religion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what constitutes something as a religion, really. Well, I think it has to have a god in it. Okay. And when I say a god, I mean God, the God. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they have the Tao, which is the way, which is the way of nature. So yeah, which is uh, can be constituted. It's just another yeah, name. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting, and that all comes from Lao Tzu, and uh, a very brief thing that he wrote. And I, there may have been a, an eclipse involved, but somebody knew that he was coming and knew that this was a very auspicious time and he had to write something down. Hmm. Um, but no, um, well, what about other Christian denominations? Have you explored any of them? Not really. Um, I might've gone to like Methodist churches growing up, Uh huh. but it's, it's all the same to me. All Christianity is basically the same to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any differences really. There's like more strictness, I guess. There's people that like will go and, Confess their sins behind a screen, but uh, yes. I don't really know. Catholics. Yeah, I don't know yeah. Any other like differences, like major differences within the religion. Um, well, there are differences, but um, I mean, ultimately, it all boils down. These are people who are looking for solutions. I mean, whether you're going to a Christian church or a or any other church. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, you, you've got local people who come together to to work towards the good right the higher good yeah we're all seekers but have you had any sort of epiphanies or insights or mystical experiences that 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 uh 
shifted your perspective? Just like, I don't know, feelings beyond the five senses. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Just... How often do you have feelings beyond the five senses? Uh, I don't know. Maybe through meditation, maybe through chanting. I don't know. Really? You I feel like know. you're you're getting in touch with something that's sort of dormant normally? I mean, I don't... It's hard to... You can't really put words to it, so it's, yeah. just, it's just a feeling that you can tap into, so... In meditation? Yeah, definitely. So you haven't really done that much exploring. You've, you've done... You've, you've got your Christian uh, home congregation, and you've got the Hare Krishna temple, and... Not a lot between, right? I mean, I guess. I mean, I studied religions in school, so uh-huh. I, I've studied all, like, on this, you know, all the major religions. I'd say. And from that study, did any did anything jump out at you? Did anything particularly appeal to you? Just or God. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the place where I like to come and find God, like temporarily. Uh-huh. Well, does it strike you as odd that God is is a person and he just plays? What do you mean plays? In Vrindavan. Like, um, in this, in Iskhan, God is a person. Okay. So, God is not uh, impersonal. Right. And a lot of people have a hard time... Uh, with that conceptually that God could be a person and also a blue person who plays with cows <laughs> you know what I mean right it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't logically follow mm-hmm. it's not like you could you could um, reason your way from where you are now to understanding that God is a person who's blue and plays with cows <laughs> like reason and logic don't lead from one to the other right so, um, how does this strike you? Um, well, I haven't seen the blue man who plays with cows, other than through drawings. So And the deities in the temple. Right. You right. have Radha and Krishna in the middle. Right. Uh-huh. So, I don't like... That's not fact to me, personally. Uh-huh. So, what is fact? Like, what can you say? Uh, what What can you say about God? Um, I don't know. I feel like everyone can experience God at any time that they. I don't know if any time that they like. But, but when they experience maybe, God, what are they experiencing? The feeling of bliss, heaven, God. Um, I mean, we can put like the actions of what God has done and what God is doing as well. But it's also just an all-around feeling of kind of like enlightenment, I feel like. Enlightenment's a feeling? Yeah, I feel like it is. Okay. And what what, what does it feel like? <laughs> There's no words to put to it. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. If you... Okay, can, can, we, can we... Could you put words to an approximation of it that we under, well, you know we can we can make the caveat that this is an approximation <laughs> no <laughs> no you're not even going to go there no are you enlightened i don't know have you ever met anyone who's enlightened i don't know 
So if you don't know if you've met anyone who's enlightened, how would you know what enlightenment is? I understand, like, I, I don't know if I'm enlightened right now, but I've definitely had feelings of enlightenment before in my life. Oh, yeah? Like what? Just feelings of bliss, of everything, like, clicking, making sense. But what's the difference between saying, well, you just felt good? Like, why, why is that enlightenment? It's not just, you don't just feel good, you feel like you have the answers to life. Like, you can have sex and feel good, but you don't feel like you have, like, the answers to life, you just feel good. <laughs> so, so um, how often do you have this feeling of uh, having the answers to life? Not that often. Is it, is it a brief thing? It, it takes practice. I mean, it's up to you how like, long you've been You've been practicing? I mean, yeah. I mean, chanting is, meditation is a way of yeah. trying to get there. I'm trying to, what I'm, what I'm sort of trying to get at is, is your higher states. Like, what exactly they're like. I mean, everybody has them. So Are you all, sure? It's all the same. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I mean, that's a blanket statement. Yeah. Everybody has them. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like everyone has, has it. I don't think it'd be fair. I don't, if I believe in God, I believe in a fair God. So I believe that he would make everybody have the opportunity to contact him. Uh-huh. And contacting him is like what? Uh, just like enlightenment, I guess. It's like feeling blissful, feeling like you are in heaven already. Uh-huh. And you have felt that before. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling Maybe it? for like one second at least, you know, it, it doesn't... And I'm not you, saying like I feel like that all the time. When like, you're meditating? Not not every time I'm meditating, no. But sometimes when you meditate. Like it's happened before. And I feel like it's happened to everybody before. When it happened before, how long did it last? Uh, it's, it depends, um, it's kind of hard, time, time isn't really a thing, so, 10 seconds, I don't know. Okay. And was this something that you were, you felt compelled to return to? Yeah, definitely, something to seek out. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what everyone's kind of seeking out for. So it's that feeling you had for approximately 10 seconds mm -hmm. that you would like to find your way back to. In a way, yeah. And do you think that um, the practices here will get you there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not that black and white, but yeah. Like, through chanting, through meditating, dancing, singing, I guess that goes into chanting. Um, yeah, just losing your sense of self is kind of a big deal, a big part of it. And, and how many people in your Christian congregation experience that? I'm not sure. I feel like what I might be saying to them might just be confusing, I don't, but it might not be. But, I mean, I guess what I want to know is, is, is there, are there avenues in your Christian congregation to get to that state that you're talking about? Uh, I mean, based on the philosophy of not having to worry about your actions, not doing anything in order to seek out God, then no, the only time that you'll ever feel that way is, I mean, unless like, 
God gives you that feeling, mm-hmm. you can't really seek it out unless you like go towards that path. The only way to get there is through dying. Mm-hmm. That's the heavenly experiences after death. Mm-hmm. No. And are or do you have a regular practice or or is that come see come saw also? Uh, like a what do you mean like a yoga? Is there something you do every day? What meditating chant or any kind of spiritual practice? I try to do like some yoga in the mornings just to get my body in line. Well, like sun salutations. Yeah, like uh, five rites. It's like a type of yoga practice. Uh huh. It takes like twenty minutes in the morning. Well, where'd you learn that? Just a book. Oh, really? Yeah. You gotta have a book. Yeah, I just like you don't have to. You can just look it up now and nowadays on the internet. It's called the five rites. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Just sitting in a cafe one day, opened it up to a page and saw this cool yoga practice. And what is that? What is that like? Just like it's like it's like a twenty minute yoga practice, and just mm-hmm. you like spin around in a circle twelve times, lie on your back, lift your legs like twenty one times, and like wipe your your chest. And it's all about just breathing along with it. Uh huh. Just moving your body with your breath. And yeah, it just, you like, I was like living in like a city. So every day, if I didn't do it, if I didn't do my yoga in the morning, I'd walk down the street and get like sore joints. Well, you, I think you left this out. <laughs> you left this out of your story. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've been a, 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 a um, sort of a preliminary yogi for a while. Not for that long, less than a year for sure. Oh, less than a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. but that that probably opened your uh, made you more receptive to maybe going to a Krishna temple. No, the Krishna temple was just through, like going to Holi two years ago. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That was like a field trip for my class. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And and what was what was the Holi like? Just fun. And and you didn't have any sort of sense of like oh this is. This is foreign. This is strange. I mean, I definitely this is knew it was, it was definitely foreign and strange, but it was fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun here coming here to church. Yes, to temple on Sundays. Well, it is, and and uh, you know, I don't want to be like a cheerleader, but um, it is it is a good time. Yeah, <laughs> it is a good time. It's a good. It's a fabulous way to spend a Sunday or definitely. part part of your Sunday. Exactly, that's why I come. Yeah, you know, I was. Um, for Janmashtami, and Janmashtami is is uh, Krishna's birthday, and it's a big celebration here mm-hmm. at the temple. And um, everyone who lives here had had various responsibilities, including you know making sure the cars were parked, getting decorations up, um, organizing um, meditation kits, and all this stuff. <laughs> and my job was to sit in the temple room and record the music. <laughs> nice. So I was like. <laughs> I, I was sort of teasing people about that, but it was, it was the best job yeah. to have on Janmashtami. It was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff, like I, I managed the, the SoundCloud page here and, and record the lectures and stuff, but it never really feels like work. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, it has that, there is an element of playfulness that I think is, is, at least aspired to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't feel like it's a chore. It's not a chore to come to church on Sundays to come here at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
you, you want whatever you do to be fun and 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 sort of I was going to say passionate, but it, that's not quite the word. But to to be um, pleasurable and and fun, mm-hmm. and uh, it's I think like liberating, like it's freedom here. Yeah, yeah. And and I mentioned this before, but I was in a temple in Chicago, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't really know what was going on, and uh, didn't you know I didn't understand anything. And and somebody walked up to me with a flower and they said smell this flower and I said okay I smelled the flower and then this woman just walked on and I was like you know that doesn't happen in my normal life people don't just walk up to me and say just here this is beautiful smell it and then leave Mm -hmm. and it's like who was that what what just (laughs) happened um it it really made an impression on me and it's it, it was amazing how small of a gesture it was Mm -hmm. but i was really like oh there's something happening here that doesn't happen in normal life it's sort of kindness for kindness sake right you know it's sort of because it's beautiful right that's why we do it Mm -hmm. you know uh sort of thing yeah so i i appreciate it a lot um obviously or i wouldn't (laughs) i wouldn't be here every week um yeah and i i'm not going to go into uh to, to you know uh, a preaching mode where I, where I tell you to um, study hard and <laughs> get a good job <laughs> it's tempting but I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do that so what else is what what's your favorite part of, of being at the temple uh, freedom to meditate at any time I'd like without like, during like group conversations I can just close my eyes and not have to be judged I can't really do that at home be like what are you doing like what's wrong with you that's one thing that I really like um, there's, I mean there's food here there's and food are you here. just talking about tuning out in a group I mean tuning in to a group. Well, well you're in a group but you like you start just meditating while the group's sitting in a circle yeah like everyone's just talking like back and forth talking about Krishna and, 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 all this and, and you like, just go just close my eyes if I, if I feel like it oh, okay mm-hmm. and what you feel like if you did that at home people would be like hey hey pay attention yeah exactly snap too boy <laughs> yeah okay okay yeah so you haven't met that many people here not too many no I'm like and just through the bhakti lounge. Uh huh. Okay. And how's the bhakti lounge going? Like, how do you how do you feel about that as a as a way of introduction? It's great. It's really great. You, now, I, you know, and, and you probably you know more about it than I do. I know it as a building, mm-hmm. uh, a place where uh, you know I used to do interviews. What is what 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 is the bhakti lounge? What happens there? We just all come together and sit around and talk about anything. We, today we just talked about um, just bhakti, just what it meant. Um, and what is, is this a weekly thing or? Yeah, every week at 10 a.m. Every week at 10 a.m. like a, a group goes to the Bhakti Lounge to? Everyone, anybody's welcome. Okay. Mm-hmm. And does Giri Govardhan Das lead that? Mm-hmm. So, um, and you've been, what, twice? Yeah, today was my second time. Uh-huh. And is that valuable for you? Yeah, definitely. Talk about anything, anything you want to talk about, you can talk about. Mm-hmm. We all work through what it's like during our journeys here on earth yeah all of our struggles how to stay close to god how to feel feel good about ourselves sometimes different mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah hmm 
Well, do you have any uh, words of wisdom for the uh, uh, countless listeners who will, who will listen to this over the next 10,000 years? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, just feel good. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thank you very much. You've been listening to the Questions for the Sages podcast. I'm Michael Scherer, and I've been talking with Cassidy. Thank you. Thank you again, Cassidy, for appearing on the podcast. I wish you all the best as you find your way. Thanks to Rico Hayes for the theme music and to Miriam Lansky for discussions about how to approach the subject matter of the podcast. Thank you also to the Hare Krishna community of Potomac, Maryland for making this podcast possible. I'm Michael Scherer, and you've been listening to Questions for the Sages. Questions for the Sages.